Isaac Shade here, co-host of the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Join Andy Patton and me every Monday as we break down all the buzzer-beating action, conference rivalry games, and need-to-know bubble matchups ahead of the NCAA tournament. Check out the Locked On College Basketball Podcast every Monday, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Last football season, we, as in yes, you and me, were able to maximize our bank accounts by capitalization of the schedule and utilizing the right pieces for the offense. Well, regulators, mount up and grab some hammers on your way. You are locked on Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms, visually as well on YouTube. Find me personally on X at All Day O State. Today, we're partially brought to you by FanDuel. We're going to make every moment matter more because right now, with FanDuel, you get 150 bucks back in bonus bets off of any. $5 or more winning bet. Get started today by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. We are going to get started with FanDuel. Ironically enough, the overs and the unders come out. Now, we got to speak yesterday in regards to Utah and how they kind of figure into the bunch. But I'm here to tell you, last season, I believe we were the only show calling for 10 wins, which means we were one of the only shows that helped you Capitalize your bank account. Yes, it did look slightly trepidatious there for a minute, but we got it figured out. It was because of the schedule and because of the talent. This season, returning 2021, if you count Lyric Rawls, returning starters to this roster after a 10-win season, should put Oklahoma State squarely in position to potentially pay for a Big 12 title. Whenever we did the potential over and under last week, I think we, uh, you know, we were pretty comfortable around eight, eight and a half. Well, ladies and gentlemen, grab the hammers because we're going to hammer the over on that today. Seven and a half is the opening line off FanDuel for Oklahoma State season. And when you look at the schedule, see, here's, here's the irony. When you look at a multitude of these schedules, I have to admit, FanDuel did a pretty good job, at least from a research perspective, because it's really easy to see a lot of teams getting just below that number, right? But as we've discussed, there's a few games in the schedule that are going to be difficult. But seven and a half wins, yeah, that's we're not creeping over, okay? We're hammering the over there. Just like last season, we hammered the over on having a rushing attack over 1,500 yards. It's very, very easy to see that happening again. Matter of fact, it could be potentially beneficial to up the ante there and say we're going to rush for 2,000 yards, not quite there yet. But one of the things we did fall a little shy in was a 1,000-yard wide receiver. We ended up having Brendan Pressler with 951 yards, so just shy. And the irony there is that was a, a miscalculation. There was people on staff thought that he'd already got his 1,000 yard, so they pulled him out of the game, and then they didn't find out until afterwards that he was actually – 
you know, a little bit short of that thousand yards. So we would have had it if somebody wouldn't have said, hey, BP doesn't have to play anymore because he's got his thousand yards. I mean, uh, one or two more catches that game. He has over a thousand yards, but I digress. This is amazing if you're an Oklahoma State fan. After the success of last season, after hearing about 90% of your roster and virtually all of your starters returning, I didn't think that we would get this gift. But that's what this is. Just like last season, the schedule allowed us to potentially hammer the over. Now this season, the roster is going to allow us to definitely hammer this over. Last year's ball club, at the beginning of the season, coming off of a lackluster performance in 2022, especially the latter half of the season, it left a lot to be desired, and it made everybody curious as to what the what was going to happen. Because, again, midseason or early season turnarounds are very, very rare. Oklahoma State pulled that off. Hats off to Mike Gundy. Good job, buddy. But here's here's where we, we get to soak in the madness of ridiculousness. Seven and a half. That's easy. Gunnar Gundy could come back from Ohio, and he could lead us to an eight-win season. Y'all know my thoughts on Garrett Rangel. You know that I think Alan Bowman is good enough to lead us to another 10-win season. So this just is a gift. It's a gift that we need to take advantage of because, again, are we going to hammer the over? Yes. Are we going to get over 1,500 yards rushing again? Yes. Are we going to have a 1,000-yard receiver? I would say likely yes. On the defensive side of the ball, if we're going to put an over-under on you know Nick Martin's tackles, pretty safe numbers, like 120, oh, you might want to hammer the over on that too because – for as phenomenal as Xavier Benson was at dominating an area of operation to free things up for some of the guys in the back end, like a Nick Martin, like a Kendall Daniels, like a Cam Apps, like a Trey Rucker, I think that Justin Wright's going to be able to take that same formula and make it even better because I think Justin Wright is more aggressive than Xavier Benson. I think Justin Wright carries a much bigger hit stick then Xavier Benson. So not only is he going to dominate an area of operation for the guys in the back end, plus, right, we're hearing that we're going to scoot Kendall Daniels up a little bit, at least in some capacity. And when you have the versatility that we have with a lot of guys that can play cornerback and safety pretty seamlessly, this defense is going to be fun. Matter of fact, segment two was going to be about Brian Nardo's defense, but Brian Nardo's defense, I think, is going to be so daggone polished that it deserves its its entire opening section. So for section two, we're going to move on to some of the other Big 12 over and unders because unlike Oklahoma State, there's some of these teams out here that just, it looks like a very, very difficult proposition. On the other side of the coin, there are still some other teams in the Big 12 that need to now join us in the Hammer of the Over Club. But before we get to the hammering of the Over Club and the people that are going to be joining us in this we do have to discuss the people who make the money happen for you, and that is going to be FanDuel. FanDuel is the best that you can find in betting today. There's a reason it's America's number one sportsbook betting partner. One of those reasons is right now, new customers get 150 bucks back in bonus bets with any $5 bet. 
That's 150 bucks back if your $5 or more bet is a winner. That's it. Football season's done. Basketball season here. We're going to make buckets, and we're going to make bucks, and we're going to do it together. Make sure that all of your bets go through FanDuel. You know we're going to hammer the over. And in basketball season, okay, get your 150 bucks back if your $5 or more bet wins. Bet on your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bet, same-game parlays, exclusive player props. Who's going to score the next bucket? Who's going to win the game? Who's going to win the whole daggone thing? By going to FanDuel, you're going to get your money right, or at least give yourself the opportunity to do so. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your next shot your best shot and shoot it with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook betting partner and the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're big fans of FanDuel, especially right now. Right, Show your love. Show your admiration. Because not only are we going to hammer the over for Oklahoma State, not only are we going to kind of you know tiptoe over the 1,500 yards as a, from a running back room, over a 1,000-yard wide receiver, over 120 tackles for the linebacker core, or at least Nick Martin on the defensive side of the ball. You get up the ante here. I will be putting down some cash dollar dollar bills on another trip to Arlington. Difference is, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to make the money this time. Okay, two years ago, the thing with Baylor, oh, that hurt my heart because I had I, I want don't want to say a lot of money, I didn't, but the money I did put down would have almost quadrupled if we would have won that game against Baylor. So. To end up six inches short, it took took away um, about three extra digits from my bank account, okay? Don't appreciate it, but this is the year of retribution. This is the year of capitalization. Last year, we discussed capitalization, capitalization. John Smith and wrestling has been able to capitalize. Mike Gundy turned the season around, arguably the best of all time, to capitalize. And here we are now, looking at some of the over and unders for the entirety of the Big 12. You already know my thoughts on Utah. But again, when you look at all of these, these numbers, you can easily see several teams getting to that threshold right underneath. A.K.A., I could see K-State getting nine wins pretty, pretty I don't want to say easily, but somewhat comfortably, but I don't know that they're going to get over 10. Same with Utah. Same with Arizona coming in eight and a half. Eight and a half. Like that, that's a high line. You have a very, very, very talented roster, but now you have a new coaching staff, new coaches all over the board that are going to have to try to navigate this conference with you. And with how young you are, I just don't know that that's a great recipe. So I don't know that I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not hammering the over there. We got KU eight and a half, Texas Tech eight and a half, UCF eight and a half. There's only one team out of those that I would contemplate hammering the over, and that would be KU. 
and hammer is a, a very inopportune word because eight and a half, that's steep. If Jalen Daniels stays healthy, then yeah, possibly sure. It's the same conversation you can have with Utah. If Cam Rising stays healthy, then yeah, sure, maybe nine and a half is a reasonable, somewhat obtainable number. Then you got Iowa State, seven and a half. Our Cowboys at seven and a half. TCU also at seven and a half, followed by West Virginia, six and a half. Baylor, five and a half. Cincinnati and Colorado also both at five and a half. ASU, BYU, and Houston all fall to four and a half range. Well, I'm here to say welcome to the hammer of the over the club, Houston. With Willie Fritz and all the guys he brought over from Tulane, that's, that squad is much better than four and a half wins. So congratulations, my Houston peeps. Go ahead and hammer the over. TCU. Yeah. Yeah, you had a, a, a very disappointing season last year after a magical epic run. You had a pretty good recruiting class last year that kind of snuck underneath the rug. You had a good transfer class on top of another very, very, very solid transfer class on top of it. You already had some talent. You found some unique ways to lose games. I don't see that happening as much this year. So TCU, you're also in the hammer of the over club, as is West Virginia. My guys in Morgantown, welcome. Welcome to the Hammer of the Over Club. Now, if you would have, in West Virginia country, if you would have been part of the Hammer of the Over Club last year, you'd have been just like a lot of Oklahoma State fans, and you'd have felt the comforts of that in your bank account. That's why we're revisiting this today. Okay, so we got Oklahoma State hammering the over, Houston hammering the over, West Virginia hammering the over, TCU hammering the over, KU maybe will lightly... Okay, we'll lightly tap the over there. Um, I know a lot of people believe in UCF. And Oklahoma State fans, we should believe in UCF because they absolutely dog-walked us in the rain in the bounce house. They bounced us out of there all slippery and, and wet. We couldn't catch them. We couldn't tackle them. We couldn't do anything. But Gus Malzahn is just... I know it's crazy to say he's got to prove it because he does have a national championship ring whenever he was, um, you know, helping out down the road in Auburn. But again, he makes little mistakes in the fourth quarter that a veteran coach should not make. I just, I don't understand the mismanagement of kicks and punts and field goals and how that can still be happening when you're 20 years into your daggone career. I don't get it. And KJ Jefferson is good, yes, but I don't think that he's light years better than anything they had previously. I don't think he's light years better than Timmy McClain. He definitely wasn't light years better than, oh, I can't forget his name, the cool kid they had last year, John Rice Plumley. So what whatever success they had when John Rice Plumley was healthy is what they're seemingly uh, going to get out of KJ Jefferson or at least that's the hope i'm just not fully sold i'm not bought in i'm not sold into to UCF another team that interestingly could creep over here is Texas Tech but again eight and a half that's a steep line another team that i think could creep over is going to be Colorado they're going to have the talent to win more than five and a half games, right? They're going to have the talent to be a six-win ball club. It's just the gauntlet of the Big 12 is wild, whacking, and crazy. But Colorado has so much talent that there is going to be random games 
that they're going to win, that they shouldn't, right? There's going to be, mark it down, write it down. There's going to be a point in the season where Colorado does, in fact, beat a top 10, top 15 squad. They're just too good not to. The consistency, I think, might be an issue for Colorado, but nonetheless, KU, we might lightly tap the over, okay? And then I think the same is going to be said for Colorado. We can lightly tap the over there. But when you look at the top part, guys, I could see K-State getting two nine wins fairly reasonably. I could see Utah getting two nine wins pretty reasonably. Arizona State, I could see them getting to eight wins. KU should win eight games. Texas Tech. Eight and a half. That's just steep. UCF, eight and a half, steep. Iowa State, I know a lot of people are sleeping on you. I gave West Virginia the benefit of the doubt in the hammer of the over club. Same for TCU. I'm not going to hammer the over at Iowa State, okay? But I am going to creep over because I do think there's a lot of teams, especially at the top, that are underestimating what it's like to play Iowa State, especially the back half of the season. We, as Oklahoma State fans, were very, very well aware of what Iowa State can do when you have a championship-caliber team. They are designed and built and good at derailing seasons. They don't necessarily stay consistent, right? But they can derail people's seasons every single year. They've done it to us a couple different times. So if you're one of the teams that gets Iowa State especially late, I don't care if it's on the road or at home, that's a difficult thing to accomplish. Beating Iowa State at their own game in a slow, ugly, dirty, cold, nasty game, that's usually an L for whoever they're playing. So Iowa State, are we going to hammer the over? No, but I think we could lightly tap the over. All right, y'all. So now we need to to go into a little bit of getting back in focus, okay? But before we do that, I do have to let you guys out here know today the hiring market is also wild, wacky, and crazy. You don't know what you're going to get, right? Every hire feels like a high stakes wager for your small business. So you don't want to be caught in a precarious situation. LinkedIn is the best for you. It's not just your typical run of the mill job board. LinkedIn has a vast network with more than a billion professionals to choose from, which makes it the best place for you to hire. It gives you access to professionals you cannot find anywhere else. LinkedIn does all of that while also making the process super easy and intuitive. The hiring is so easy with so many qualified candidates that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate in the first 24 hours. They know that you're wearing so many different layers of hats and caps trying to get things done. You don't have the same access or time or resources to do all the hiring. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. So should you. Post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That is all one word, locked on college. Again, that is linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free today. Terms and conditions do apply. So we're getting back to reality, thankfully, at least from a softball perspective, right? Okay, we got back on the board. Got a W against the top 15 Florida squad after losing to number three, Georgia, right? That that one is what it is, just kind of got away from us. And then we lost number six, LSU. That should not have happened. 
I'm not one of those people that is going to hoot and holler about the game being stopped and, you know, the umpires calling the game and then putting them back on the field and not calling the game. I don't care about any of that. I think it was the right decision to play. Kenny Gajewski said the same thing after the game. The rain and, and all that craziness, it was one inning left, okay? I don't care about the rain. Nobody does. I'm so glad they let that thing play. Hopefully it taught us a lesson because we were winning that entire game. And then once it got crazy and the rain started and the umpires were like, well, maybe we should call the game. Everybody go back to the dugout. Ah, just kidding. Never mind. Come back out and let's just, let's do it. That should test your metal. We got tested and our metal was not strong enough. It is what it is. Shout out to LSU. Now, we did get back on track again with the top 15 W over Florida. And now it doesn't get necessarily easier because we have an upcoming game against another top four team in Washington. Baseball. What are you, what are you doing? How do you win 19 to 2 after getting beat back to back games before that? where it didn't even look like you brought baseball bats to play with. The pitching rotation, guys, like I'm so out on Rob Walton. I was out on Rob Walton last year. Love the guy. He's a legend. But kind of like Gus Malzahn, can't figure out how to use timeouts or punts or field goals in the fourth quarter. Rob Walton, as much as he's a legend, he's not been good at managing a rotation for a few years now. If the bats are hot, and and I won't lie, Jensen Keesiel did look very, very good. Good sign. 19 runs. That's great. But you lost the series to Sam Houston State. A good Sam Houston State. Don't get me wrong. But they're not better than us. They shouldn't be better than us. But guess what? They won the series. So on paper, they are better than us. That's maddening. That's frustrating. Hopefully that 19-run explosion off of 23 hits and three bombs is what we need to kind of kick this thing back into the right gear. Not playing in a super is not acceptable. So we need to maximize our NIL dollars or our buyout dollars. Then everybody needs to make sure that Chad Weiberg and all of his homies, make sure they hammer the over two. Whatever you bet on Oklahoma State getting over seven and a half wins is a pretty good return on investment. All right, I'm not going to tell you to bet the, the house, per se, but I'm telling you I would. I would bet my house that we win more than seven and a half games, a.k.a. eight-win season. Yeah, sure, eight-win season with Gunnar Gundy, with Zane Flores. I, <laughs> we're not shooting for that, okay? Uh, wrestling, what, what I need to talk about being back in focus, right? Wrestling is undefeated. We're 14 and no, we're number two in America. Uh, we're having our best season in a long time, right? This is kind of reminiscent of the year after year after year where the expectation was to win a national title, not just play for a national title, but we went into every single season expecting to win it. That's the same way Penn state has been for the last, I don't know what, 18 years, they come into every season expecting to win a national title, not just play for one. Well, now we've gotten ourselves back to the level where the expectation this season is to at least compete for a national championship. And we're scoring enough bonus points 
that it's actually a possibility. For years, we watched Penn State and Iowa just point to people to death. Ohio State even there a couple years back. Just bonus points, bonus points, bonus points. And then we were undefeated, winning the Big 12, but it was barely. We were barely winning. We weren't tech-falling people. We weren't getting major decisions. We weren't getting a lot of pins. It just was what it was. Now we're getting all of that. So as we look forward to uh, the greatest college wrestling dual match in the country, Iowa. Number four, Iowa, comes to Gallagher-Iowa Arena. And after putting almost 10,000 people in the stadium for Bedlam Wrestling, I expect a pretty comparable crowd, if not a sellout. It'll be super, super close to a sellout. I'd, I'd kind of be surprised if it wasn't a sellout. All right, so speaking of wrestling, coming in against number four, Iowa. <laughs> Guys, I think this all starts and stops, basically, with Troy Spradley. Troy Spratley kicked off the Bedlam match in phenomenal style, and then obviously he was he was assisted by what Dayton Fix was able to do. We have struggled having somebody since Nick uh, Piccinini that could come in and open up the, the duel in a very, very big way. Troy Spradley can do that. It would be another big one for him to do it again this weekend. Dayton Fix should get the win. Tegan Jameson. So his success throughout the course of the season has been pretty pretty easy, right, to see the ascension, being an Oki, being a guy that comes from that, that area of operation. It's very intriguing. It's very exciting. But he's going up against somebody who's definitely going to be right there in the same category as him, De definitely somebody that he's going to have to uh, take very, very, very seriously. But nonetheless, if he, if he can start, the whole thing out the right way and get us rocking and rolling. It would be massive because his opening opponent um, is uh, Drake Ayala. Drake Ayala is the real deal, right? He was one of the top 10 highest ranked high school wrestlers. And then he, he goes to Iowa, spends a large portion of the season ranked number one, had a, a big year last year. He's going to be obviously a heavy, heavy favorite. But if Troy can get this one done, then it kicks off what, you know, Dayton Fix should have a pretty pretty manageable time. Taking Jameson then goes up against Real Woods. Real Woods is a three-time All-American. He's a three-time conference winner. Transferred from Stanford, won two conference titles at Stanford. Obviously won another conference title last year. Finished second in the country, runner-up at this weight. So if Tegan can get this thing done, then we should win the duel. If we get Troy Spradley... Right, and we also get Tegan, then this whole thing could shake up very, very nicely for us. This could be a W. It should be a W. Maybe the most evenly matched uh, bout of the night is probably going to be Mr. Kelly or Isaac Olenek. Isaac Olenek goes, goes up against number seven ranked Mikey Caliendo. So we have number three Olenek versus number seven Caliendo. That might be the funnest match of the bunch as far as, you know, competitively, how close they are, so on and so forth. So with baseball putting up a lot of runs, softball getting back on track with a top 15 W against Florida, and then wrestling putting up 
enough bonus points to absolutely destroy a top 25 OU. I know OU doesn't, you know, want to act like wrestling matters, but when they were good at it, it mattered. They just have a hard time with us. That's understandable. Don't worry. Uh, women's tennis, they go outdoor. They get W's. Men tennis, they're getting W's. You know, golf is in full swing. Yeah, you like you like that? Uh, and baseball, okay? Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, we got the 19 runs. Yeah, that's somewhat comforting. But we will know where we stand very, very soon. We will know exactly the baseball team we are. Because the schedule coming up doesn't get easy for us. Abilene Christian should be a dub, right? And you got Michigan. Michigan is a decent ball club that's in a pretty similar situation to where we are. Should be a W. And then we get number two in America, Arkansas, followed by number six in America, Oregon State. So if we clean sweep, I'm talking all four daggone games in a row, then that does make up a decent amount for losing the series to Sam Houston State. But anybody, that's all we're going to have for this one right here. You know I love you. Thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen. God bless. Go Pokes. You could be anywhere. So happy you choose to be here. Go hit the like button, share, comment, subscribe. My podcast and people, my bricks, my foundation, my glue, my everything. Travel safe. Be safe. Go hit the stars if you're getting star treatment. Leave a review. All right, y'all. That's all we're, we're going to have. So you know the drill. Next comes the laters and the taters. <laughs>